what's going on, people? Welcome to the Chico Demand Well Show. This your boy Chico. Here to uh, shoot some more shit with you, you know. Chop it up. Been a little busy this week trying to uh, get some things sorted out in my life, so I didn't get to stick to my schedule the way I wanted to. Uh, it's kind of hard trying to juggle having a girlfriend and getting a job and hosting all sorts of company and making improvements to my house and shit with my apartment and shit, so, you know... So uh, it's a bit of a, a, a juggling act, and my ADHD has not reacted well to it. Nevertheless, I'm up for the challenge. So with that being said, once again, welcome you guys. Got some, got some cool shit I would think to talk about today. I've been trying to uh, work on my delivery, work on my my outline and my presentation. So I'm a little less verbose. I'm a little less all over the place, and I can organize my thoughts a lot better because I'm a very eloquent individual. There's no reason I should just be rambling all over the place like like some type of fucking word crazed moron so with that being said let's get to it the appetizer for the day is uh <laughs> it's actually pretty embarrassing so they got this casino in las vegas and it's not like a casino on the strip it's like they got these casinos that are like well you got like big hotel casinos and then you got casinos that are just like slot machines you just go in there and there's nothing but slots and it's this one called eureka and uh i've been playing a lot of buffalo lately i don't know if you buffalo been playing that shit a lot and uh I find it rather entertaining to say the least. So I had like how much I have I had like a hundred bucks on me. I was I was going to buy some shit to clean my house and get some batteries for my doorbell and whatnot and some other shit, get a mop. So I got some shit from the speed mart, ran next door to the fucking Eureka. I put $25 in, shit was going good, and it was just all downhill from there. Next thing you know. I'm just riding the wave, riding the wave, riding the wave. Like, it wasn't even about winning or losing. Like, well, it was about winning, but it was about smacking that bitch out of the park. Like, I wasn't satisfied with a little $7 win. I wasn't satisfied with a $12 win. I wanted to hit that motherfucker for, like, 50, 60 bucks right now. Or at least just put a dent in the money that I spent in it. So, yeah, I spent all the money that I had. And uh, it kind of took me back to, like, poker days. When you just get felted. Somebody suck out on you, call you now with some bullshit. And you just sitting there demoralized and deflated. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you thought you knew something, but now you have no idea. It was, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a harrowing realization. And uh, after that happened, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not happy to announce that I will be going to slot machine rehab. It's obvious that I have a gambling problem. And it's obvious that when you put buffaloes sliding on reels in front of me, I can't be trusted. I can't trust myself and you can't trust me. So I'm gonna go to rehab and try to remember what life is like before slot machines existed, you know? And the crazy thing is like, I never used to fucking play slots. Like I'm only playing slots cause I've been kind of a brokey for the last couple months. Like shit's been hard. So I get a few $5, $10, whatever, just cause I'm fucking bored, man. Like not, not just like I'm a hardcore slots motherfucker. Like I play Texas Hold'em poker. And some occasional blackjack and some occasional craps. I don't walk into the casino smashing buttons and hoping I get three mermaids to line up and shit. Like, nah, fuck that. Only slots I do play is video poker, double-double bonus poker, and buffalo. If it's not double-double bonus poker or buffalo, it doesn't exist to me. Therefore, I uh, I think it'll be insightful. I think it'll be good to be around other degenerates like myself who uh, just, just love the thrill of the unknown, even though you know most times you're gonna lose your fucking money. But, you know, it's, it's just something about that that has, uh, that has captured me lately. It's just something about seeing those buffaloes hit the screen and just winning that shit. 
I never was a slots player. Like, that shit never spoke to me. But uh, I think that just goes to show that uh, you don't know what you don't know. Shit has its way of doing what it does, and it wouldn't be there if it wasn't effective. So I think I'm probably going to go to slot rehab for how long? What was it? How long did they say? Like, what? A day? <laughs> and see if it fucking helps me out, you know? Because I, uh, I feel pretty stupid about this one. Like, I had to call my girlfriend instantly and just tell her, like, hey, um, you know, I just did something dumb. I just need to uh, get it off my chest. Just squandered some money on this fucking slot machine. And it wasn't so much the squandering of it. It was that when I was putting it in there, like, I kept telling myself, I'll set this limit. I'll set this limit. But I know that my fundamental belief, especially with these slot machines, is, like, if I put the money in there, I wasn't fucking afraid to lose it. So what am I trying to cash out with $5 left? What am I trying to save these little couple bucks for? Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, buy a petunia? Like, what the fuck? I put the money in there. I wasn't afraid to lose it. So it's either going to win me money or... I'm going to be a loser today. That's my mentality. Because, like, there is no middle ground. You're either here to fucking play and enjoy the ride or you're here to penny pinch. And what the fuck is penny pinching when you're gambling? You know? So, I'm going to go to slot rehab, slot machine rehab, starting probably after I record this. And um, I'll come back in a couple days and let you guys know how I went. So, that's the appetizer. With that being said, let's get into the meat of this. Let's get into the meat of this thing. Let's get over to our third place topic, man. Follow me. Let's dive in. Third place topic is uh, a little phenomenon I've noticed just having people I, that I have invited and that I haven't necessarily invited over my house, but uh, just a common theme that I've noticed with different types of people, different varieties of people. And when people are in my house, there's a, there's a sense of orderliness. There's a sense of respect that I have not always seen when I'm at other people's house. And I just wanted to take a second to think about why that is? Why nobody really ever disrespects me in my house? I don't really get into arguments here. Like, when I say something, it's for the most part abided by. Like, I don't get a lot of pushback on things. And I don't think it's just because it's my house. Because people don't intrinsically give a shit about that. Like, that's not just a given. But I think it's a few things that I do that contribute to that phenomenon. So, just wanted to talk about why I feel like nobody disrespects me in my home. And here's why. So one of the first thing I do is I set the tone before people walk in. Like before you walk in my house, I got papers on my door telling you what to expect. Like if things change, I let somebody know. So as soon as somebody's walking at the door, as soon as somebody's knocking on my shit, it's like, hey, look here, just so you know, before you walk in here, this is what to expect. I, ha- I usually have a doorbell, a blink doorbell on my shit so I can see somebody coming in and like, I don't even, I'm not yelling through the door, who's that, who's that? Like. And then even more so, one of my notes, even if you know I'm here, like if you don't get the proper clearance to show up at my shit, you can know I'm here. I still might not answer the door. All that old shh, that whisper shit, somebody's knocking at my door. I don't like doing that. And I try to not do it as often as I can because I don't even feel like I owe somebody an explanation. Like if, if you knock on my door and I don't answer whether you know I'm there or not, like what loss does I have to open the door for you? Like you come when I tell you you can come or you ass stand outside and rock. I don't care. <laughs> So another thing I do, I like to keep my, keep my house very clean, keep it very orderly and keep it the way I like it. Like, I don't really, I guess you could say I'm open to recommendations or open to things people have to say about it, but 
I don't really care. I'm not really after that. I'm not looking for that. Like, my house is my house for a reason. Not so you can come in here and express your thoughts and ideas about how it should be. Like, I'm not going to shut you down, you know, because I want you to, I guess, somewhat feel comfortable here. But at the end of the day, like, you have no, you have no say over this domain. Like, this is my shit. I want to be understood that it's my shit. And I'm just not, I'm not seeking comments and questions. I'm not taking that, taking suggestions. Like, this is what it is, you know. So, and it's nice. It's clean. You come in, I hang your coat up, and, you know, everything is how it is. So if I keep it this way, that means I want you to keep it this way, or you should strive to try to keep it this way, too, because this is something that everybody can enjoy, everybody can appreciate. My third thing that I say I do is I'm, I'm, I try to be accommodating, but I remain superior. Like, if a guest comes over my house, I had a lot more seating in here. I just recently got rid of that shit. I'm looking around, I'm like, it's just too many chairs for just me and one other person to be here. It's too many fucking chairs. So I just threw this raggedy-ass couch I had out. Now if somebody comes over, like I'm sitting on a comfy couch. I got these chairs that recline and shit. Those chairs are reserved for me. When the guests come over, I whip out a folding chair or I whip out an individual chair. And they sit on the other side of the room, closest to the door, back to the window. Like, you don't get the comfy seats. You don't get the, 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 uh, the glasses that hold more liquid, like... I give you what you need, but I want you to understand you're a guest. It's just like if you're sleeping in a guest room, it's not the best bedroom in the house. The master bedroom is the best bed in the house. This is something that is just accommodating enough for you to get what you need and to be able to do what you need to do in a, in the least in, in the in the fashion that's how can I say least expensive to me per se. Like I'm not going out of my way like I used to to make sure you're comfortable. Like you got somewhere to sit. You got somewhere to stand, you got something to drink out of, you got something to see, that's it. All the luxuries and all the cool shit is reserved for me, because this is my pad. So, that's that. Another thing, I try to encourage socialization and I show interest in people. Like, people come over, I ask them things about their self, I talk. Uh, Before I had a TV in my living room, like, it would just be seating and me. Like, if you're going to be in here, you're going to get spoken to. Like, you're going to get asked questions that other people probably don't ask you. Like, this is something I want to encourage. Like, I want people to feel like coming here is a unique experience. This ain't just like going to Tom Tom's house or sitting up at the dope man and motherfuckers just blasting music or like fucking they arguing in another room and all this shit. Like, ain't none of that shit happening here. Like, I want people to feel a part of the conversation. I want them to, you know, feel like I give a damn about them being here and they're not just another fly on the wall or just a motherfucker just sitting here for whatever reason. Like, speak to guests, ask people their names, you know, Check up on people. It's just shit I would just consider overall being a friendly and good person. You know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. And then the last thing that I do is I never take shit from anybody in my house. I'm always promoting positive vibes. Like, I don't, I'm not going to do any arguing with people in here. If you got something to say, feel free to say it. But at the end of the day, my word is final. If you're going to try to argue with me or go back and forth with me, I'm not having that shit. Your ass can get the door. And if you won't take the door kindly, then it's going to get hostile. I don't care if I have to beat you. If I ask you to leave my house, you get up and get the fuck out. It's just that simple. Because the only way I would get to that point is, 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 is a gradual buildup of that. I'm not, nobody's just doing no one thing. And I'm like, hey, look here, bitch. Get out. It's like, no. It's like, okay, the, the rules are on the wall. I've got rules posted. I've got notice. You knew everything that was going to happen before you walked in here. And all these rules are in place to create, to promote positive vibes, to make sure everybody has a good friendly and safe experience everybody feels respected and all that shit and if you're not going to contribute to that vibe i'm going to contribute you to the outdoors i don't play that shit in my house 
Ain't nobody finna come in here disrespecting me, disrespecting my company, telling me what they is and they ain't gonna do. I couldn't give a fuck. Grab your puny little belongings and get to stepping. If you don't get to step, I'm gonna give you an injury to take with you when you eventually do step. It's never gotten to that point, thank God, but it will go to that point and it will escalate faster than you can escalate it because in my house, I have control, always. So, <laughs> that might seem kind of brusque or whatever, but I don't give a shit, man. Like, this is my house, I bust my ass to get it and I want what I want in it. It's like when I come to your house, when you tell me some shit to do, I'll obey it. And if I don't like it, I'll leave. This is your shit. It's your premises. I got home field advantage in my shit, and I'm going to always have home field advantage. So that's just touching on, you know, a few of the things why I think people don't disrespect my house, you know. Maybe I said something that you could take and, and apply in your own shit. Maybe I didn't. Nonetheless, it's just some of the things that I feel like contribute to my peace of mind, contribute to people respecting me. A lot of people say thank, thank me for them being over here, which I also really appreciate. And I think they wouldn't do it. They didn't feel like it was a privilege to be in my house, you know? So that's my third place topic. A little, little chit chat on that. Let's move on to the second place topic. to the second place topic so it's just something I've been thinking about when um, I think about like loneliness or like the type of people I'm around or the type of people that I've been around and like certain things I don't have to deal with it's because if uh, in, in, in regards to loneliness like if I'm thinking about loneliness in terms of people aren't being here or I don't have a lot of friends or whatever I look at it as a side effect as to me being really picky about the type of people I'm going to have around. Because a lot of people don't always have my best interest in mind, especially in this area of Las Vegas that I'm at. It's like, a lot of motherfuckers are leeches in disguise. And I ain't for that shit. So I was sitting down thinking of this. I comprised a list about eight ways to spot and eliminate toxic friends. And that's air quotes around friends. So, number one, I clearly define who I would call a friend it's because I chop it up with somebody or we have a conversation or this and that or we was in an elevator talking to some shit that does not mean we're friends okay I generally define friends as somebody who I've known for quite a while at least like six months minimum to a year we've been through something that's not just work like we're not just work friends like we've actually been through something together like something significant a significant life experience and we have things in common and we can talk to each other without necessarily needing a task to get done. Or I'm just not needing something from me. Like a friend just hit me up because we ain't spoken in a while. I just wanted to say hi, see how I was doing. Like people who can do that shit or people who respond well when I do it to them are people that I would consider friends. Just because a motherfucker loaned me five bucks or, you know, just because somebody got me something I was looking for. Like I don't mean we fucking friends. Like people try to use it. It was just one chick. I used to be in this neighborhood, and every time I seen her, she's like, hey, friend, hey, friend. And I'm like, I don't know if you're trying to, like, NLP program me to, like, think that we're friends. Like, bitch, I might be your friend, but you're not mine. Like, that shit does not work with me. Like, I know my friends from my acquaintances and my acquaintances from nobody. So I have a clearly defined expectation of what I would consider as a friend. And if somebody's unsure, I would tell them. Number two, test fast, trust slow. So if somebody's 
trying to be my friend or if somebody's in the in contention for being a friend like I would do things to to try to figure out where your integrity lies like this is a good example I use like I would, if somebody asks me to like let's say borrow money or I want to see how trustworthy somebody is I'll give you something small because my philosophy is if I can't trust you with something small I can't trust you with anything large so somebody asked me, hey, you mind if I get five bucks and I pay you back, woo woo, or just be like, hey, I got five bucks, you might run into the store, grabbing me this, woo woo woo, and it's like, depending on how you handle a series of small tasks, depends on whether I can trust you with anything greater than that. So if I give you five bucks and you say you're gonna pay me back tomorrow and you pay me back like five days later. It's like okay, I still kind of trust you, but you didn't pay me back when you said you were. You didn't tell me why you couldn't pay me back or that something came up you didn't communicate so like you get some brownie points for like actually paying me back but yet and still like i need the communication i need you to know like what do you think i'm gonna do hound you down and whoop your ass for five bucks like come on man but it's a small task and another way i see it is it's much more cost effective financially and in every other way for you to rip me off for five bucks and i never fuck with you again as opposed to whatever amount that you could cost me if I just keep giving you chances, keep letting you say whatever the hell you want to me, like, and just going on about my day, like, words cost, they're not free. Third, third person, or third quality, I look for people who are in a good situation, in addition to having multiple common interests, like, people who are, like, homeless, or people who, like, arguing with their spouse all the time, in between jobs all the time and shit like and, it, and this has nothing about me elevating myself above them to any way but it's like if you don't have anything going for yourself like if your whole situation is just a a, a, a neediness being a needy person or you just you just a cost waiting to happen i might like you but until you get your shit together like you we cannot advance further in the friendship like you got to be in a good situation and we got to have something in common. I know I said that already, but like the good situation and having something in common go hand in hand. Like just being in a good situation, but we don't vibe. That's like, no, but you got to be in a decent situation. At least have a job. At least have your own place or like uh, you're living with somebody where you're paying some bills and whatnot. You're not just squatting. You know, you're wearing different clothes every day. Like you're clean. You don't come over here stinking and musty and smell like the outside. And you also don't fuck with other people that's not in, 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 turbulent situations like I don't have any time I'm not I'm not a fucking therapist I don't get paid for this shit like I understand we have problems you need to talk about that shit sometimes but it is not my duty to process and sift through and handle other people's drama like I don't give a fuck about your drama more than I care about mine so if you're going to be adding to my stress level or you're just a person whose lifestyle is just turbulent and and and, un, and just you always got some shit going on like I can't I can't be dealing with you that shit is just too much and um, I'm not going. I'm not looking to add stress in my life. So you gotta have a good situation going about in combination with us having something in common. You know, it's like we're multiple things in common, not just one thing. Multiple things in common. Number four, people who keep in touch without me reaching out to them. So it's like you know, haven't seen somebody in a while. Somebody reaches out, touches bases with me, and or I, you know, when people do that, it makes me. It makes it a lot easier. For me to do it to them because if they're keeping up in touch with me all the time and i'm not reaching back i tend to feel really bad about that shit. it's like now nah, i'm being a fake friend like they can get up they can hit me up if we haven't talked in a while and see what's going on but it's like i can't return the same favor that's not what friendship is about like friendship is a is a, is a reciprocal thing like you, 
you, t- you, you happy for me and I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. You happy for me. Like we, we rooting for each other. You know, we need, we in each other's corner. So if somebody could take 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes out their day to shoot me a text message, give me a brief phone call. They're not requesting shit or they're not like, you know, they just say, hey, man, I just hadn't heard from you, man. I just wanted to make sure everything was good. How's the girlfriend? How's the, how's the house? How's the job going? Like taking a genuine interest. Like, you know, I could fuck with that. And people generally only do that when they're good people. Like, sometimes people might do that to be manipulative, but I don't feel like that's a, that's a hard quality to maintain if your heart isn't in the right place when you're doing it. So when people hit me up and check on me or just, just hit me up just to say hi or whatever, it's usually a really, really good sign that they're they a good friend to have. They're somebody that I want in my corner. My number five, uh, uh, my number five tip or my number five identifier is we can survive a heated disagreement. So, you know, even as friends, we're not going to always see eye to eye. You know, we might have completely opposing viewpoints on something, but we can discuss that shit and we can either agree, disagree, or agree that we don't agree on this. Like, we can reach a conclusion and we can respect each other for it. Like, we don't have to, it's not like something where we're going to have a falling out because, oh, you have these political views and I have these political views or you feel this way about this subject, I feel this way, like... If anything, I like having disagreements with people because it gives me a perspective that I don't own myself. Like people who disagree might say something that if it doesn't necessarily change how I feel about it, they can give me a different outlook, a different viewpoint. And that's something that I can add to me and use to make me a more complete person. I'm not just looking for everybody to see everything the way I see it, feel the way I feel about everything. Everybody has something to offer in that regard, which is why I'm not just off gun motivated to just shut somebody down when they have a feeling or a viewpoint about something if anything i would like you to explain that once so you can back it up and two so i can kind of get a better idea of where you're coming from so i can understand you better you can understand me better to strengthen our bond as friends and whatnot i don't see it wise to just shut somebody down like because the only thing i'm really like un i'm just not tolerant of is that pedophilia all that type of shit if somebody was that, it would be just be wise to not say that shit to me because I don't, my my stance on that shit is not kind, it's not friendly, like, I, I want you dead. Like, I don't give a fuck about pedophilia. Anything else, I can kind of murder, for you. I, I can kind of bring myself to understand or, or get that shit somehow. That shit is just completely unacceptable for me, like, zero tolerance. So, as long as it's anything short of that, like, I'll never judge you, I, 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 I can at least try to understand, but... If we can't survive a heated disagreement about something, then shit, this friendship was bound to end at some point anyway. You know, that's how I see it. Number six, I beware of overly bored people. Motherfuckers are just always just hitting you up because they've got nothing going on or just, could you come through? I'm bored. Or motherfuckers that are afraid of being alone. Like, I I don't, I don't, uh-uh. No. You need to have some hobbies. Like, you need to have some shit to do, whether it be work, whether it be a girlfriend, a boyfriend, whether it be fucking exercise, like all this bored shit, like there's really no reason to be perpetually bored, there's a lot of things out here in this world to do, especially in fucking Las Vegas, even if you're a gambling addict, like it's something to do, but if you think I am the answer to your boredom, if you think I'm one of those friends, we're just gonna come over here and chop it up with you because you don't wanna be in the house alone, (laughs) fucked up, it's not me, you need to have something to do, because I can find something to do, number seven, people are abundant, I never hesitate to cut folks off, like never hesitate i don't care if we've been friends for one year two years five years like there can always come a situation where this is no longer serving my life like 
something can happen to your life and it changes you. Something can happen to my life and it changes me and it causes me to have to move forward in such a way to where you don't get to come with me and vice versa. You got to be understanding that our lives are dynamic. Things happen that we ain't always prepared for. And sometimes the only way to gain more altitude is to lose some, is to lose some weight. I got to throw some shit off of this plane because we can't fly higher because the plane is too fucking heavy. So I got to toss some things off. And, like, and generally, I feel like if you're making a cutoff that's only there because you need to benefit yourself or you need to take your life in a direction that's going to benefit you, a good friend should understand that. The motherfucker is not really understanding. It's like, you know, like... That, that, of that you need to make certain cutbacks in order for your life to, to, to flourish and prosper in the way that it needs to, then shit, well, it's happening anyway. I'm only telling you because, like, I'm, I'm a friend, I respect you, I admire you, but, like, I'm going to do what I got to do for me at whatever cost, even if that cost is you. So if I got to cut motherfuckers off because their life is becoming turbulent or you starting to stress me out or I'm just about to move geographically to a different location, which is going to make communication with you hard, like, if you can't accept that, I really don't care. Like I was just trying to kind of giving you some friendly notice. So if, if motherfuckers can't can't understand, people are abundant. I'll make new friends. Like I'll make new friends. I'm not fucking worried about your little attitude, but I'm just giving you notice. And number eight, final one, is I tentatively heed gossip and I avoid those who treat people around them harshly. So like if you got a motherfucker that's every time they come around, their whole conversation topic is just what somebody else is doing or oh I just heard this about so and so and 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 uh, or they talk to their mom rudely or they talk to their father or their brother or sister rudely they scream at the dog and shit like all that type of shit if you would disrespect your own family or your people closest to you you'll fucking do that shit to me so why do I want to get close to you <laughs> like if you don't know how to treat the people that's in your circle if you if you got bad attitude harsh communication like you just closed minded and shit like I don't give a damn if you're nice to me. What that actually makes me think, if you're nice to me and you're rude to them people, is that you think I have something that you need. Like, there's a reason to be nice to me and not them because I have, there's something to gain from being kind to me that, that isn't existing with them. And I'm not with that being manipulated shit. You're not going to manipulate me. So, if a motherfucker can't treat their own circle nicely, but they want to treat me nicely... No, there's something wrong with that. That's a huge red flag. Anybody that can respect the people closest to them will eventually disrespect you. And anybody that's always got some negative shit to say about somebody, what the fuck makes you think they're not doing that about you when you're not around? Like, these people just like bad energy. They like to talk about shit. And they like to build themselves up on the foibles and flaws of other people. And I'm not going to contribute myself to that shit because it's nonsense. There's no reason to do that, man. There's so many ways I heard a level fulfilling and positive life. And you pick this horse shit? Nah, not for me. So, uh, to wrap that, wraps that list up, you know, eight reasons how you can spot and manipulate toxic motherfuckers that claim to be your friends, but they only serve to drag you down and ruin your quality of life. If you notice these, these qualities in people, you need to cut them off. You need to let them go and you need to do that shit swiftly unless you want to be a part of the ashes when it all burns down. Like always do what's best for you. Put yourself first, you know, cause other people won't, nobody else is going to do it, but you, with that being said, Time to move on to the first place topic of the day. Oh, alrighty. The first place topic. Ah, oh, this is not. Oh boy. I hope I don't get extremely wordy about this shit, uh, I can't say that I probably won't 
offend some people, but I've never given a shit about that. Uh, just, I feel rather strongly about this topic, and I really just want to make sure that I'm accurately communicating my thoughts, and I don't become repetitive or start rambling. That's what really, that's what's really got me, like, just thinking a lot, but this whole gender ideology shit, especially in regards to the way people are trying to, like, force it down people's throats, and, like, how it's just, was was kind of like a subculture at one point, but now it's, like, the main, it's the main focus, like, you can't watch a TV show without seeing it, you can't go to the fucking mall without seeing it, hell, you can't even go to church without seeing it, and to preface, I have nothing against trans folks, non-binary, LGBTQ, like, I, I am not bigoted or against that shit in any way, but I think for the most part, they have taken the freedom that you have in America and they have abandoned the responsibility that comes with it. I think a lot of times when it comes to this argument, people don't, people are so privileged nowadays that they do not consider what their predecessors before them had to do for them to even have the platform that they have. People have fought, people have died, people have been mistreated, just so you can walk around and wave your flag and tell people not what they ought to do, but what they're going to do. You know, you live in a society where you have the freedom to choose and or change your identity, which in itself is not particularly harmful. But when you look at, when I, when I think of identity, I look up the definition of the word identity. And it's a fact of being who or what a person or thing is. The fact, the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. So that alone suggests that a person's identity is rooted from facts. It is rooted from facts. A fact is something that is proven to be true. My favorite one, it is a fact that the Eiffel Tower is in Paris, France. You can debate that shit all you want. We can buy a fucking plane ticket. We can go to what's arguably, what, what, what is not, what, what is definitively Paris, France, and what will you see? The Eiffel Tower, right? That's not something you can argue. If we go to Paris, France, and you see the Eiffel Tower, and you still want to tell me that it's not in Paris, France, I'm going to get back on my plane, leave you there, and never speak to you again because you are incredulous. So, men choosing to be women, women choosing to be men, if that's how you want to live your life, go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. 
it's manageable to the extent that I I don't have to accept it. Like, if that's how you want to be, and I see and know that to be factually untenable, then okay, fine, whatever. Like, you wanting to live your life as whatever gender you want by itself does not bother me. But when you tell me now that, like, I have to see it through your eyes, I have to see you how you say you are, say that you are, that's, that's, that's absurd, it's invasive, and it just doesn't, you, you can't, you can't get upset with somebody because they wish to align with objective reality. Objective reality is not subjective reality. Objective reality is the truth as it is, not the truth as you see it. Like, water is a liquid. That's an objective truth. I mean, you can freeze it and make it a solid, but that doesn't mean water isn't a liquid. Like, water is a liquid. That's an objective statement. Doesn't matter what you do, nothing's gonna change that. You jump into a lake, you get wet. Water is a liquid. But if you tell me, as a trans woman, that you are not a man, you are a woman, there's a couple ways I can react to that. I could just say, okay, and go about my day and just knowing that you're not, but you said you are, I'm not gonna argue that shit. Or I can disagree and say, no, you're not. No, they're not. And like, if if you're gonna like try to like smear me or punish me in any way for sticking to the truth, it's a problem. It's a huge problem. I personally think the biggest problem with this whole gender ideology shit is that it abandons necessary criteria for the fact that the identity must come from something that's factual, something that's true. Identity is not, does not, does not originate from opinions. Like your opinion of yourself is not the end all be all in the conversation of what you are or who you are. Like, if I put on a lab coat, does that mean I'm now a molecular scientist? Like, it needs to be factually true on a universal scale, like, a fact that everybody accepts, like, whether they have a belief or not. Like, people say God exists, but it's not a fact, even though a lot of people believe it. A lot of people believe it. There are some that don't. If it was a fact, atheists wouldn't exist. You could not be atheist because somebody could definitively prove to you the existence of God. However, that's not the case. Barking doesn't make you a dog just as much as putting on a lab coat makes you a scientist. If your identity isn't rooted in objective truth, then you have to accept the fact that people are going to disagree with you. And if they could accept that everyone isn't going to accept it, it probably wouldn't be such an issue. 
there needs to be a basic necessity that this that this whole thing is governed by. Like if you want to call yourself a trans woman, the door should not be open for just anyone to just step in and just say, I'm a trans woman. Like to say trans women are women, if trans women are women, why do you need to put the trans in front of it? If trans women are women, then you're a woman. The fact that you need to put another adjective before it to specify what you are kind of defeats your point before you even make it. What's even worse is, in some areas, if you refuse to acknowledge people as such, you could face a civil or criminal penalty. You're, taking, you're giving them an inch and they've taken miles. If this is going to be something that we acknowledge and respect the society, there needs to be a criteria that has to be met. Just like if I say I'm a professional athlete, I'm a professional football player, but I don't play or haven't played in the NFL, then what do I have to back that up? And this isn't even a new take. Like, this is out there. People know this. But the fact that it's gotten such traction, the fact that it is what it is, it's... it's (laughs) It's, it's just crazy, like, where are we at in society? Like, I'm all about people being themselves. I'm all about people having the freedom to express themselves in a way that, you know, doesn't infringe on the rights of others. However, anytime you have some freedom, there must be responsibility. There is a boundary on any type of freedom, no matter what it is, there are boundaries. For example, in America, you have the freedom to own a gun. In some places, you have the freedom to openly carry that gun. However, in order to express that freedom, there are some additional rules and standards that you must agree to be bound by. Because the freedom to own a gun also gives you the freedom to injure people, shoot people, take lives. And we all agree that that's a lot of freedom to have. To just give the, the random person, just sure you can own a gun. We've already got people running up in schools, shooting students, shooting teachers, shooting security guards. You got police shooting people before they've even been arrested. Like, that's a big fucking responsibility. Some places require you to give background checks. Felons are not supposed to own guns. If somebody takes your gun and commits a crime as, using your weapon, you're responsible for that. You can't have the freedom of having guns without also having the responsibility that comes with it. So if you're going to have the freedom to identify yourself as something, you need to accept the responsibilities that come with it. 
you can't get mad at somebody else for aligning with the objective truth and not calling you what you want to be called because of an objective truth. In addition to that, I feel like a good number of people don't actually, like in their heart, they know that they are fraudulent. You don't actually see yourself as this way. You don't actually live your life this way. You don't. A good number of these trans people, when you audit them on their lifestyle, if you were to audit them, they would boil down to men in wigs. Even walking around Las Vegas, some of these people that are calling themselves trans people, trans women, boil down to cross-dressers. Because when I look at you, femininity is not what comes to mind. You don't sound like a man. You don't, I mean, you don't sound like a woman. You don't look like a woman. You don't act like a woman. You don't smell like a woman. You're missing all the necessities associated with womanhood. Not to mention that it's already been displayed that when you ask people what is a woman, a lot of people either draw blanks or they display an inability to, to, to answer that question. Like, but this is what you're this is what you're walking around as. Like womanhood is something you can buy off the shelves at Walmart. If it was. Why didn't you buy the complete package? There are actual people, actual trans women out here who fully commit. They don't do things that men do. They don't act like men. When you look at them, if you were to notice that they were a trans woman, it would take you a second because you initially thought that they were just natural women. They've been living their lives like this for who knows how long. And they may have been oppressed and silenced for a period of time. But just because you are no longer oppressed in silence doesn't mean you get to run rampant. If you were oppressed in silence and now you're not, you have a freedom that you didn't once have. And just because you have the freedom, you do not have permission to run rampant. You do not have permission to force yourself on others. There's some responsibility that comes with that. And I believe there are a lot of people who are taking advantage of that freedom because it's something that's cool and trendy and empowering about this whole movement. And I think it's reprehensible and abhorrent on several levels to know deep down inside that you're full of shit and you're taking advantage of a group of people who have been oppressed and silenced. And you're using that falsely to rub it in other people's faces or to elevate yourself to a position that you don't rightfully have. You're not a trans woman. You're not a trans man. You just want to run around and make people do what the fuck you want them to do. You want to run around and throw this shit in people's face. And if they have any kind of argument whatsoever, you want to take action. You want to ruin their career. 
You want to smear their name and slander them and say all type of libelous bullshit. What if somebody did that to you? You know? That's just not cool. That's what really upsets me about this whole shit. The percentage of people that are taking advantage of this. You know? I'm all about a group of people that's been oppressed in silence getting their turn to hold the mic. Shit, I'm a black man. That's what slavery, the civil rights movement, all of that. We was oppressed. We was silenced. And we fought for that shit. Nobody's piggybacking, as far as I know, on, on the civil rights movement. You know? Even though black people aren't oppressed and silenced anymore. I think those days are pretty much gone in America. You still got some fringe and niche resistance against that shit. But for the most part, a black person can be infinitely successful and wealthy in this country. And it's even, I get frustrated when I see a black person get into a disagreement with a a white person. And they just say, you know what, you being racist. That's some racist ass white people shit. Like, what? You know good and damn well that in this situation, this white person was not being racist. And it's infuriating to hear you throw that term around. Because when it's a situation where a white person might actually be being racist for real, nobody's going to take you seriously. Nobody's going to take it seriously. It's like the boy who cried wolf. There's a lot of motherfuckers crying wolf out here. And we don't even have to go into why crying wolf is not the thing to do. I believe if you're going to, if you're going to take the shield and sword associated with this movement, you need to audit yourself and make sure you legit. Because it's not about the benefits or the shit you stand to gain for, 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 for just j- jumping on the bandwagon. You know? Shit is crazy. It should be an inherent duty that's welded to having the leeway to potentially identify as something untrue or nonsensical, coupled with governments being able to impose penalties on people who oppose what you're saying or what you're doing on the grounds of their commitment to an objective reality. Having all this freedom without responsibility to me It just seems to permanently risk a pathway to tyranny. You need to be held accountable for attempting to alter the grain of discourse regarding distinct real-world truths. This shit is not optional. It's not optional. If you're going to identify as these things, if you're going to take this cape and wear it, You need to be about it. You need to be sure you're about it. Almost to the point where if you're about it and then you decide to change your mind later, your ass needs to face some criminal penalties. Because there's other people out here losing their businesses and livelihoods and reputations for not playing ball. But if you're not going to play ball and you make me play ball and it turns out you're fraudulent, you should have to be accountable for that shit. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. 
outright ridiculous. People out here really suffering and living their lives. They didn't do all that shit just so you could uh, hop on the trend bandwagon and then turn, come to find out whatever is the next big thing, that's what you own now. You know? You need to take a serious look in the mirror. Seriously. And if you know you're full of shit, hang it up. Hang it up. Quit making a goddamn fool of yourself. This life ain't for everybody. It's not. And if you're taking advantage, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should absolutely be ashamed of yourself. And fuck issuing an apology because that shit doesn't do anything. Nobody wants to hear your apology. Just get your act together. Get your fucking act together. Because nobody owes you anything. You didn't pay the price that other people paid for you to be able to jump on this bandwagon. So think about it. That's my take on that shit. And that's going to conclude the show for the day. Appreciate y'all listening. Be back in a couple days with something new to talk about. Something else to move forward with. And uh, I hope something I said moved, something I said resonated with you. And, uh, you know, that's how I really feel. So with that being said, I'm going to conclude, man. See y'all on the next episode. I'll holler at you.